from Area 51. Welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night for Saturday, January 23rd, 2010, the year we made contact. Speaking of making contact, we have some contacts we're not making tonight. Kriana cannot be with us tonight. She is unfortunately lost within the Hellmouth in Austin, Brighton. And uh, Awake by Java is off somewhere at a speaking engagement where he will be speaking from now until donkeys fly, as far, no- as, far as I know. <laughs> um, and That being the case, from the Fal- Four Color Vault Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, we have Illustrator X. How are you, X? Uh, it's terrible. I'm under siege. There's I'm, a break-in at the Four Color Vault of Comics this evening. I understand you have been broken into, and who is broken into uh, be with you tonight? Zombie Girl, the dead redhead. The dead redhead. Hi, everyone. Ooh, outstanding. How are you, dead redhead? Oh, doing pretty well tonight. Thank you, Dome. Awesome, awesome. Really, really, really glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, so, well, it looks like it's a stripped-down show this uh, tonight. We're on half cast and no guests, and uh, half cast, half mast, and half in the bag. We're in great shape. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be stripped down, Illustrator Rex, if you give me my clothes back. And uh, uh, and all of those of you who know the dead redhead, oh my! <laughs> know, know that in fact she's not kidding right now. In that, that being the case, we, we have a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, yes, indeed. We are now the official podcast of the Comic Art House. Yes, a big shout out. Earlier this month, uh, we had Bob and Kim Shaw on of uh, ComicArtHouse.com. And uh, we are a finer pair of people you are never going to meet. Ah, this is true. This is true. And they were, they've been very gracious in uh, helping us set up some of our comic book-themed uh, guests. And now they are, we are officially their official podcast. So if you go to ComicArtHouse.com, you will see the link to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Shameless uh, plug. Shameless plug. And thank you very much, Bob Shaw, for, uh, for all the help you've given me over the past week. Can't thank you enough. Wonderful guy, showery with praise. And while we are speaking of people that we are uh, eternally indebted to, a huge Jack Kirby. <laughs> I was going for Sta- okay, okay, calm down, calm down. Okay, Dick. Okay, that's enough. I want everything. I want. I want you to calm down there in the four color vault. Thomas Edison. And I want you, Thomas Alva Edison. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, as opposed to Thomas George Edison. Exactly, the steampunk guy. I hate him. Are you kidding me? Or Thomas Dolby, just blinding us with sci-fi Saturday night. 
But I digress. A big shout out to Boston Comic Con. We are the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con, and we are going to see you all there in April. We'd love to sit and talk to each and every one of you. Come by, see us, say hi. Hopefully the dead redhead will be joining us for a while. Kriana will be there. I know Drew will be there. I know the Zombrarian will be there, as well as X and myself. Uh, I doubt that we're going to be uh, uh, flying Java in from Erie, Indiana, but uh, who knows? With the travel he's been taking, he might join us out there as well. I was going to say... Uh, I do also just want to give a shout out for some upcoming shows we have. Again, tonight uh, we are flying without any guests, but uh, we have a, we have a booked schedule for the next few weeks. Uh, next next week we will be speaking with Jess Hartley of uh, she's done a lot of games for White Wolf Publishing, Vampire the Masquerade, and so forth. Uh, February 6th, I am very excited to announce we are going to have our Philip K. Dick special. Yes, we are. Yes, uh, we are. The entire episode... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the entire episode will be dedicated to discussing uh, Philip K. Dick, his life, his works. Dome will be reading from personal correspondence he's had with Philip K. Dick. And David Mack of Kabuki fame will be joining us to discuss the launch of Marvel Comics' new Philip K. Dick adaptation line, which David Mack himself will be illustrating. Oh, I'm getting excited just no talking about No shameless plug there. Let me tell you, cats and kitties, between now and then, get your hands on every Philip K. Dick novel and short story you can find. Read up. There will be a freaking quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even And after that's done, uh, February 13th, we will be speaking to Scott Wegner, who does the series Atomic Robo, and will also be appearing at the Boston Comic Con. And on February 20th, we will be discussing life and times of, uh, of all the video gamers who've grown up with video games. Um, we're going to be talking to Bill McEntee of McEntee.org, who wants to talk about how video games affect your psychology. Screws with it, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. I'm just I grew up. Guess. <laughs> I have an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's much better than the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> I I took a Wii. I don't know if that helps, but uh, you really ought to pay for those. But I know. In I any know. case, and the drinking game is tonight. Um, oh, are we making a game of it? Absolutely. Then I'll need another bottle. Tonight's drinking game will be any possibly off-color comment that we can get away with saying. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in for uh, two already. Um, that being the case, and me being within the case, um, I want to talk about something that got unnecessarily slammed last week uh, by Mike Hinman, which was Caprica. Ah, Okay. Now, can I just say, um, you, I deliberately have not decided to watch Caprica because much as I love the new Battlestar Galactica... There's not enough Xanax. Once, once, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once it was over, I was like, it's done. I can be happy again. <laughs> so then they're like, hey, you want, still want to be depressed? We've got Caprica, and you know they're all going to die. And it's like, oh, great. So, I'm sorry. Yes, Caprica, please (laughs) 
Tell me about how much I should be watching this and how happy it will make me. Uh, it's not going to make you happy. It is definitely <laughs> not going to make you happy. It is by far one of the most disturbing dystopia visions I've seen in a long time. It, Yay, sci-fi channel. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, here's, here's what they did right. Um, they realized that this thing has been on the internet and been the DVD of it's been sold and they needed to, I don't know, uh, polish it up a little bit, make a few little tweaks, little changes here and there. They did. If it was possible to make it any darker and any more uh, discomforting than it already was, they did it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me stop you right there. People, they, they have a DVD for sale of this. It's people bought it. Correct. And now they are broadcasting more material. Correct. They've done it the exact opposite. Uh. So what, what people bought six months ago and what people downloaded off the Internet three months ago is not what was shown. Oh, my Lord. Pretty funny, I think. You know, Elvis Costello did that a few years ago when he put out a Greatest Hits compilation. You actually got more songs if you bought the cassette or the album than if you bought the DVD. The exact opposite of the way it's normally done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but are they, is it good material? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> here, here's 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 a rousing best. recommendation from the dome here. Here's the best way to answer that. Have you ever do you eat sushi at all? Yes. Remember the first time you ate sushi? Yeah. Vividly. Okay. And you just sat there and you went I'm really concerned about what this is going to do to me <laughs> at any number of levels. No. I, well, I, before, I, I, before I actually ate it, yes. When yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, that has suckers and tentacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. a zombie, so I like dead things. Exactly. It was, it was freshly dead, which made it even better for you. Here, here. <laughs> but it, Caprica is going to be an acquired taste. It's going to be an absolute acquired taste, and it's going to have detractors who haven't liked it in any incarnation. The people who railed against the uh, pervasive uh, dystopian nature and future of Battlestar will have the same uh, problems with it, with this. But I must tell you, I must tell you, it is captivating. Mm. As tired as I was last night, not wanting to sit through two hours of network television, but there was nothing else on because there was a uh, some kind of earthquake thingy on every other channel except sci-fi. I, you know what? I, I cannot. I. On one hand, yes, I was looking forward to to TV last night, but on the other hand, I can't 
say a bad thing about trying to raise money for disaster victims. Neither can I. But you know what? I already gave the money. And at that point, I didn't want to see George Clooney's ass one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, don't rent any of the Coen Brothers movies then. (laughs) Exactly. Because you see his ass in every one of their movies. Oh, uh, father, well, that, 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 that brings house. up a good point, though. Last night, we were supposed to have the series finale of Dollhouse. And the Smallville JSA episode. Oh, God. And both of them were knocked. So that I... means we're not really sure if they're going to be on next week or not. Oh, they will. Or, you they, know... They will. Hey, you have know, faith. for all we know, Conan O'Brien could take over next week. <laughs> we um, have no idea what's going on. And, uh, I mean, network television. No, he can't is a do shambles. anything until September. Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, is forty million. Can, can, can somebody call him and see if we can borrow a couple of million? <laughs> and uh, I'd really appreciate that. Let me tell you. Conan does not let you borrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, next week, I mean, it's it's the doubleheader. Of course, they're airing at the same time the last episode of Dollhouse and the Smallville episode with the Justice Society of America. Oh, my God, I cannot wait for next Friday. I mean, I know what we're talking about next Saturday. Yeah, they'll probably be airing simultaneously like they were supposed to do this week. Yeah. Which is just freaking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Now, you know, and here's the thing. Personally, I think Smallville should have been dead, you know, staked through the heart five seasons ago, at least. But at the same time, this has been a really good season. I got to say it. And and I I say that with the wooden acting, the plodding dialogue, the horrible scripts, and the wretched direction. Poppycock. Poppycock? Do you say poppycock, madam? I do. Poppycock. Ugh. Dome Poppycock has been said. Make a note of it in the record. It's so noted and so agreed with. It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It should have been. I mean, frankly, you know how many vinyl had to die to put for that tape? Give me a break. How many? All I know is that. How many baby look- vinyls had to be clubbed <laughs> for that to be taped? It's simply not fair. It's not right. It shouldn't have been done. Dome, I, I have news for you. Firefly is not coming back. <laughs> oh, but on another note, John. <laughs> yes. Joss Whedon, it seems, never learns. Oh, I I had heard something about this. Please, please elaborate. He's having another meeting with um, Fox. Fox, of all places. About a new series. Yep. Uh, And not only that, in March, he is directing an episode of Glee. Now, I I only hear good things about Glee. However, I hear them. I only hear good. I I only hear good things about Glee from all my theater major friends. No, it's it's frankly an awesomely funny, hilarious, wonderful, warm enjoyable show. It really is. It has nothing to do with science fiction. I ain't getting paid by the writers and staff, but damn it, it's some of the best TV we've got on right now. 
Really? It really is. Well, until Sons of Anarchy comes back, I guess I'll give it a try. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Where else? How, wh- what other show can you describe to someone as, dude, in this season, you get Hellboy and Peg Bundy versus Henry Rollins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, point made. Point made. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is that... Uh, not only is he going to be directing an episode of Glee, which he specifically wrote to them and said, I would love to direct an episode for you. And I would like to bring my friend from Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Are we there? We are there. We, Did you kick the internet? Somebody, you know, somebody, somebody's been screwing with the internet again. Uh, I'll bet somebody typed the word Google into Google and broke the internet. It could be. It could be. So as as, as I was saying... Look, if you don't want to hear my rebuttal, you don't have to crash the internet again. My goodness. I don't know what's going on with the intertubes tonight, but uh, it certainly ain't a lot of fun. You're getting your inner tubes tied. That's, that's what I said. Clearly. And when, once you've had your inner tubes tied, you know how painful that can be. <laughs> that being the case, and, uh, don't, 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 please don't go there. Whatever you do, please don't. I'm not. <laughs> can we go back to Fox and the American Torchwood? <laughs> oh, no. I, I want to go, I want to go back to Deep Space Nine for a minute the Kardashians. <laughs> I think Kim's got quite the ass. Anyway. But I'm bummed. Okay, wow. and that means it's time for a drink. Here, here. So. So, they want to take Speaking. Torchwood. Yeah. And uh, uh, Davies is talking about making it an American series. Yeah. And wasn't, that bring, called, wasn't that called Warehouse 13? No. Not quite. Not quite. And I, I know that, you know, there are those among us who are real fans of Warehouse 13. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, let's, let's face a couple of really, really quick realities here about the difference between BBC TV and American TV. Number one. The type of character that John Barrowman plays as Captain Jack Harkness is unacceptable to an American audience in mainstream. Absolutely. Well, I disagree. I just don't think it's been tried. I mean, they have the highest ratings ever for BBC America, which tells me there is an American audience out there for this. Not on Fox. Thank you. Exactly. Not on the networks, because the networks pander to a wide variety of America. I, you know, I don't think, uh, seriously, I don't think that it's a pander to a, a particular audience. They pander to their sponsors, and I believe it's the sponsors who are spineless and are like, look, if we're going to give you our money, then Captain Jack cannot sleep with anyone. <laughs> well, we keep crashing the internet. I mean, come on. Stop typing Google in the Google. <laughs> Captain Jack would not play in Peoria. No, he won't. Oh, but I bet he'd shag Peoria. 
virtually anyone in Peoria. Including, yeah, yeah. The, including the, the... The cows. Cows, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at cows. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but the, I mean... Moo. Quite... <laughs> thank you. But the reality that, you know, there are certain... Certain realities about Torchwood which are not going to play to an American audience. Now, when I say an American audience, I'm talking about the same audience, you know, that doesn't, you know, that watches, you know, Jay Leno at 10 o'clock or 11.30 now or whatever. Poor Conan. Or or Conan the Barbarian. Um, But the reality is that if they dumb this down to an American sensibility for a network organization as opposed to a... Uh, a flavor of the month for something like BBC, which is in fact a Tiffany network. Then uh, we're screwed. I think you mean a Debbie Gibson network. Thank you. No, I like Tiffany much better. Her skirts were much shorter. Uh, Time for another drink. Thank you. I don't think she you. was a redhead. Yes, she was. God, <laughs> God bless you, dead redhead. Uh, uh, I don't think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, all right. Let's let's look at it this way. Would you would you agree that um, Battlestar Galactica would be the um, the most adult so- mainstream sci-fi series for American audiences of the last few years? Uh, probably, yeah. To this point. Oh, okay. So let's look i mean that was such a successful series i mean they even got to to be at the un and and do it was just an amazing show ratings awards right. everything right look at what they dealt with on that show i mean there were shots there were scenes where you had baltar's character masturbating yeah i mean that's the sort of stuff that was playing to middle america right yeah, but that's okay. There wasn't a guy kissing another guy. Thank you. That's right. Weren't there weren't there lesbian scenes? There wasn't a guy kissing another guy. Oh, that's true. There was only rape scenes. That's true. America has no problem with that. There wasn't a guy kissing another guy. That's what it comes down to. Right. That's true. The right. androgynous nature of Captain Jack Harkness. If you change it, Diminishes the character of what Torchwood is. He gets so, boring. So we'd go from Torchwood to Tales of the Gold Monkey? No. We go from Torchwood to the librarian. Uh, okay. okay. That's, what, that's what we're up against. Russell T. Davies has to make a decision. And he has to make a decision as to whether he's going to keep a sense of purity to what he's done and build on it. Because he's pretty much killed the franchise off with Children of Earth. Yeah, that was... Yeah, talk about dark and hard to handle. Well, not only dark and hard to handle, talk about the end of season two. I know. I know. I mean, let's let's think it's... for a minute about what the hell he actually did in the span of the last Colin. 
story arc in season two, which was the last two episodes, episodes 12 and 13. Yeah. And the five episode arc over Children of Earth. Yeah. He killed every single character with the exception of the one everyone hates. Oh, wait, wait. I just want to break in here. Um, Spoiler alert. He killed every single character. (laughs) I mean... Gwen was left. And nobody cares. I agree. Gwen is a... Oh, ooh. There is no, I like Gwen. I like Gwen. Smack him. I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. She's totally unlikable. Oh, I disagree. I like her. I mean, granted, you know, I think that her her uh, fiancé or husband or whatever there, you know, is, you know, put, he should have left by now. Let's, this is the woman you like, okay? The woman you, you like. You through that gap in her teeth. Oh. Teeth or, uh, well, I won't say. No, it. don't go there. <laughs> the woman you like stole an artifact from the yep. Torchwood archives to wipe the memory of her fiance, took her fiance to bed, confessed everything about what it is she did, and wiped the memory of it just to make her feel better. Yeah, I agree. That was a low thing. But you know what? I thought it was a very human thing. I thought it was very believable. That was the most gutless, most heartless thing I have ever seen a character do that is looking for redemption. That's ridiculous. As, as opposed to Ianto, as opposed to uh, the doctor, what the hell's his name? Oh, um, Ianto? No, uh, Ian. Not Ian. Ian. Yeah, Ian. I mean, you know, you look at that last two episodes in season two where he's been just a horse's ass. Yeah, he has. For two, for two seasons. Although he was dead for part of season two, so... Yeah, well, it just yeah. doesn't technically count. Then, <laughs> then you find out, you know, what a broken son of a bitch he actually is. Right. And you feel such empathy, such care, such such deep, caring form, and bang, they kill him. Then they do the same thing with Tosh. Then they do the same thing with Ianto and Children of uh, Children of Earth. Yeah, he was playing a little bit of Michael Moorcock there. Yeah. As soon as you get a character you absolutely love, hey, that's the next one we're going to kill. Oh, we're dead. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> and then, and then he runs away. Yep, and we do get to see him in at the end of Doctor Who. Yeah, with a quick shot of redemption. I, I, I don't think it was redemption at all. I just think it was the doctor's like, hey, you, you, you can pretty much go have sex with the guy next to you. Bye. Checking out. See you later. Yep. All right. And, and I find it very hard for Russell Davies to now say, this is my flagship. I've killed okay. it all, but this is my flagship. Okay, so we're agreed then. It's the, it's. Russell T. Davies should do Alf, Children of Earth. <laughs> Yo, Willie! 
I'm saving the cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and good night, Mrs. Ockmonic, wherever you are. And good night, Mrs. Ockmonic, wherever you are. Mrs. Ockmonic, that was the name. Oh my god. What, like I'm gonna forget a name like Ackmonic? Give me a break. Uh. Well, since I am Zombie Girl, I'm gonna move us on to the AMC. AMC channel has been trying to option Walking Dead. Speaking of a wonderful comic book that is definitely worth a pickup, this is a comic that keeps going out of stock because people, once they discover it, they must own the entire series. For anybody who doesn't know what Walking Dead is, it's by Robert Kirkman, who also did the Marvel Zombies. And he Tony did Moore. Powers. And, and the art is Tony Moore. Tony Moore. And it's about a group of ragtag people who get together after a zombie apocalypse who are literally just trying to survive. And yeah, it, it's, a, it's unique in that it's a zombie series where you rarely actually see the zombies. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And talk about dark. Uh, there, there have been issues that I can't even finish reading the entire issue, and I have to put it down and just let it settle for a while. It's very dark at times. Hey, have you noticed, have you noticed that there's a trend that, that we're beginning to, to hit on on a fairly constant basis of the, the kind of dark underbelly of society that keeps popping up? Please hang up and try again. No, what are you talking about? I yeah. thought everything was fine. Okay, good. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, is your underwear on fire? <laughs> Wonderful. Meanwhile, MTV is looking for a Dawn of the Dead TV series. Are we serious? That would be a big, big, big mistake. Well, let's just... Unless George Romero is somehow you know, involved with it. But, I mean, MTV? What, I mean, frankly, there are enough zombies on MTV as it is right now. Just look at the band Aerosmith. <laughs> oh. They but, are uh, showing bum, a bum. lot of Michael Jackson stuff, aren't they? They <laughs> sure as hell are, kids. Let me tell you. Man. MTV tell. needs to keep its fingers out of Dawn yeah. of the Dead. Well, don't forget. Uh, now they they may come around because MTV about a year or two ago they did announce like, hey, we're gonna do our own a, a remake of Rocky Horror because no one will be mad at a remake of that, and it was shot down right quick. <laughs> you remember they're the same ones that also brought us Ian Flux. They did bring us Aeon Flux, but you know what? Aeon Flux, when it was on Liquid Television, and if any of you out there remember Liquid Television, that was an amazing show just showcasing new animation styles. That's where Beavis and Butthead came from, but also many other things. The Aeon Flux episodes on Liquid Television were phenomenal. Charles and Richard Sala. Mm -hmm. Yes. But when Aeon Flux became a series unto itself, it lost a lot of the... It just was. It was like the weird stuff of the week. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So um, you know, I well, I think that a, that was a case of MTV going, "Hey, people seem to like this. Let's ruin it." Yeah, well, they're actually fairly good at that. 
Yes. They yeah, are. as with most uh, networks. Now, um, Dome. Yeah. Talk to me about the Quester tapes. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, yes. The great bird of the universe, Gene Roddenberry. Flipped. No, he did not flip the bird. <laughs> he, he was, you know, IDIC, you know, infinite diversity. The man had some great visions in the 70s. He really did. Star Trek was one of them. He also yeah. had two or three other shows. Um, one of them was called The Quester Tapes. And The Quester Tapes was uh, a two-hour pilot that was supposed to become a, uh, a series for NBC. It was ultimately pulled because, once again, NBC, then as it did now, just does a lousy job of, of managing its assets. The Quester Tapes is the story of an intelligent android in America now, or as it was then in the 70s, whose tapes, whose memory is somehow been somehow corrupted. So okay. he goes on a search for his backups, for his tapes. Ah. Oh, and so every time he finds one, he gains more self-awareness and self-knowledge? He gains more self-knowledge and becomes more human and learns about himself and learns about what it is to be human. Here's the difference between, you know, artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence. <laughs> You know, right now, when we think of an AI, you know, we think in terms of uh, Skynet and, you know, John Connor and... and, and the Master and Control pro Program. Right. Or, or uh, shall we play a game? Whatever. Uh, the Whopper. But Roddenberry gave artificial intelligence an innocence... What are they doing down there? An innocence in the same type of innocence that was imbued into data. You know, where, where you know, he was very childlike in many respects and yet almost calculatingly cruel because he was unaware through his own innocence of what he was doing. Uh, yes, like the episode where he was had a relationship with that crew woman. Uh, yeah, with, uh, yeah. With Denise, yeah, no. No, 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 not that one. I mean, where he had an actual relationship. Yes, and he didn't know what to do with it. Right. And okay. It, and I wonder now, to be honest with you, uh -huh. whether this is actually a good idea. Well, 
I don't, I don't, I mean, well, let's look at ways in which it's, it's been done well. I mean, because just your description of this, I'm immediately reminded of the classic Outer Limits episode, Demon with a Glass Hand. Yes, absolutely. Where, where, you know, if you have, folks, if you haven't seen this episode, you're missing one of the all-time great hours of science fiction television. Okay. Man is trapped in a building which is the building that was used at the end of Blade Runner, same building. All he knows is that aliens from the future are pursuing him. He can't get out of this building, but he knows that the aliens have pieces of his glass hand and that the more pieces he assembles, the more that the hand starts to talk to him and tells him what is going on and what his purpose is. Now, about... Ten years after this pilot was made, shown once on TV and pretty much shelved and put away, uh, a movie was written by uh, Richard Levinson and William Link called Prototype. Kriana, welcome to the show. Hi. Guess what? We're off everywhere. (laughs) What? Talk shoe crashed. Hi, Kriana. Skype, Skype crashed four times. Good job. We, so, Kriana, tonight, tonight has proved how much we need you and love you <laughs> desperately. All right, but <laughs> love you is somebody's going to have to learn how to do this. Learning how to do it is one thing. Making it work is another. Making it work when Skype crashes on you four times. Did you try to call back into talk show? Three times. No, That's but we like... uploaded the Tron program to fight the MCP. It was busy. It was busy. It was busy. So talk she screwed me up. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So anyhow, we've oh, got... Oh, I probably wouldn't have even been able to fix that one, guys. How about Ustream? Have yeah, you learned nothing from Scotty? On. You're on Ustream right now. Hi, Ustream. <laughs> well. Wow, what happened? It disconnected three or four times. Wow. Yeah, it's been fun. Well, sorry, but I actually... May not have been able to fix this one. No, it's okay. You know, I I probably would have been like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to do is I think, you know, we're going to table a lot of this stuff and we're going to do it live next week. Comic Art House, we love you. Comic Art House, we love you. Yes. Thanks again to Comic Art House and uh, Boston Comic Con. We are your official podcast. And we want to thank, thank, thank very much Zombie Girl the Dead Redhead for coming in and joining us tonight. My pleasure. (laughs) You should come on more often. (laughs) Well, thank you. Maybe I will. We can giggle together. Alrighty. Live wow. This is Dome saying, Wow, technology is a big sun night. <laughs> oh, we lost that one hours ago. Oh, this has not been a good night. <laughs> here, here. <laughs>